0: Listen and stream Freedom. the only talk radio. Freedom. Freedom 106.5 for the only talk that matter.
1: Freedom 106.5. How is everybody doing? It is your guy, Karen Rose, and we are live inside the digital world that happens every single Friday from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. with my co-host Jin Jin Janine Edwards. Now, Jinjin's going to be joining us a little bit later. Right now, she is touring the country with the 40 Under 40 uh, Influencer Crew, and they're hitting a variety of different schools and spreading uh, the good message of, you know, building yourself up personal development, building your, your business, and getting uh, the students to think about, you know, different careers and, and things like that. So shout out to Janine. She will be joining us a little bit later on we have another action-packed show you know every single week uh, we have some amazing guests that come into the studio we tackle a variety of topics that would allow you to think about the digital world in a different light Uh, we try to focus on you know business and entrepreneurship because you know right now Uh, one of the big things that we need to see happening in the Caribbean is new ideas we need to have new entrepreneurs you know finding their footing figuring out how to build their business build their brand uh, and also participate in the global economy so what we try to do on the show is teach the citizens and our listeners about how to build online and you hear you hear topics from me so i'll usually drop some good topics and then we bring in other entrepreneurs or other companies that have a hand to play in the digital world that you could be able to use uh, for your own benefit so later on in the show we are gonna have a donna taylor from taylor Academy she is a fashion creator she has built her own brand her own clothing uh, line and she is training the next generation of fashion designers slash fashion creators and it's gonna be a very interesting show because she has a very very uh, good story right? and she's been doing her thing so she's gonna be joining us a little bit later as well to start things off I feel like I want to tackle A question that I have been getting a lot over the past couple of weeks. As the new year has started and people are trying to figure out, you know, what new element could I add to my business? Or, you know, maybe I have a message and I'm not exactly sure how to spread that message. We know that there's social media, but social media is just one, you know, space in the entire uh, digital world. And people are trying to figure out, you know, how do I spread that message? How, how is a new way to interact with my audience or interact with my customers and not just have it limited to, you know, our, our local markets? You know, how do how do we, what's a, another way that we can tap into um, the, the global space and have people learn about our brands and, and learn from us and get an idea as to what we do, right? And... That question I've been getting asked has led to the conversations around podcasts, right? People have been asking, how do I go about starting a podcast? So the first half of the show, I'm going to be diving into how to go about starting a podcast. Folks, this is going to be a free audio masterclass that you're going to be getting on starting your podcast. And I'm I'm here to take all of your questions. So if you have thought about starting a podcast, right? I want to hear from you. Or if you have questions about starting a podcast, feel free to give us a call at 627-3223. That is 627-3223 or 625-2257. That is 625-2257. Or you can WhatsApp the questions via uh, 306-1065. That is 306- one zero six five. So, if you have been thinking about starting a podcast, if you've had questions about podcasting for your brand or for your business, um, definitely give a, give give me a call or shoot me a WhatsApp, and I will be taking your questions live and answering. Right. So, let's get started. If you have been thinking about podcasting, podcasting is one of the best mediums. To communicate with your audience right now and the reason is it's the only medium that allows you to connect with your audience in a way that is very intimate it's the only medium that allows for passive consumption so right now you're listening to me on the radio but chances are you are doing something else, right? So audio formats allow for passive consumption. Right now you're most likely driving, right? You're driving and you're headed to your destination, the radio's turned on, you're listening to us. There are people who are working out right now, or maybe they're at work and the radio is on, but because it's audio, we can do other things while consuming audio content, right? Now, radio is radio. The radio format is, you know, we have ads. You know, we, there's, there's a lot that happens with, with radio. And not everybody's going to be able to, you know, get on radio or get their own show on radio. However, podcasting has blown up over the past couple of years, right? And with podcasting, it's easy to start. It's easy to start. And it allows you to create an intimate space where people could listen to your content and they can be working out. Again, they can be driving, they could be cooking, they could be doing chores. If you were creating a, a written blog, remember, you, you can't do something else while reading a blog, right? Uh, same thing with video content, right? If 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 the person or the business or the brand has created video content, chances are you're gonna be you're gonna have to be watching that content to get the full picture, the full message as to what they are saying. But audio content, the audio format, that is the only medium where people can truly uh, do other things while consuming your content. So, you know, that makes it one of the best platforms, and it's also the platform, or also the medium, I should say, that has the highest consumption rate. So if you've ever started a YouTube channel or if you're creating content and, you know, you're putting your, your stuff on social media, you're, you want, part of the analytics is going to be seeing how much of the content are people consuming. Are they consuming 10 seconds of the content? Are they consuming 15 seconds of the content? Right? And then if your video is, you know, five minutes, but you realize that the average consumption rate of your content is, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds or a minute, you already know that people are not consuming your content all the way through. But with podcasting, podcasting has over 80% completion. And that's because it's of passive consumption. People will go and they'll find the show, that they're that they want to listen to they'll press play on the episode then they go work out or then they go and cook or again they're stuck in traffic and they're and they're listening to us right so people have a uh, podcasting has a very high consumption rate so if you are somebody where you have a brand you have a message you're an educator you know this is these that's a very good medium for you to start thinking about now if you were, hold on, we got a call coming in. Let me see if I could take the WhatsApp call. Let me see if I could take the WhatsApp call. Hello, caller. Good day. I just wanted to
0: bridge a gap uh, between you and myself. Yes. Is this um, the station where, um, what's a famous um, guy speaking on the station? His name again? Call the name. Karen Rose. Okay. Um, and, and another name. Uh, Govin? Yeah. Govin. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm <laughs> locked into Govin. Listen, listen. No, well, quickly, Govin I just finished. Finish.
1: Govin just finished. So I'm Karen Rose. This is the digital world. So we're from 12 to 3 p.m. I don't want to go
0: on live. I don't want to go on live. I just want to identify myself with you. Okay. My name is Bonnie. Bonnie, right? Ali. Yeah. Arima. Born right. in 1956. Hey. The year the PNM was born. Okay. I have been, I have been very, very... Um, meticulous from a child in observation okay. and I have a, re- a good mind of recording things so in other words I picked up information from since 1962 I think okay. yes, until now Right. I have traveled a little bit in the world I have gathered um, some information based on my interests but I don't hold no big academic qualifications. Right. One point I'll make to you and you will understand my intelligence. Okay. I am just as intelligent as the lady gypsy sister who sang the calypso that everybody panicking about. But mm. I want to congratulate her. She deserves a crown. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. This is not about racialism. This is not about prejudice. It is intelligence. If the Prime Minister could stand up on a platform and say, I have hired all these people here to work for me, and they will do as I say. And if anybody does otherwise, he will be killed. And then he, I don't know if it's a comma, a full stop, or what. Mm-hmm. He said politically. Right. She, she listened to that, and she finds that is a threat to her people in the country, in the entire Western hemisphere, because Calypso reaches everywhere. Right. So, as a Calypsoian, she took her pen, and she said to her, Uh huh, how could nobody a lawyer, a doctor, a scientist. We have so many people who claim to have um, academics here. How could nobody respond to that? As a Calypsoan, she said, you know what? I have the power to go on the air also, and I will respond to it. And mm. I am going to build graves for all of them fellas. And here the last word, political. She never <laughs> committed a crime. Right, right, right. That's the yeah. level of my observation. And the Calypsoans are uh, I mean, and I wish to tell those in authority, give that woman her right right now.
1: Yes. She
0: needs a <laughs> crown of glory because of intelligence. Yes. Where was the, Where were the court magistrates? Where, where was everybody who claimed to be so bright? Where were the educators when they heard this man speak? And nobody could counteract or give him back an answer for that. Right. She did. Thank and you very much. Later. Thank That's you very much. Thing. The second thing is, I have three areas to identify in the Western Hemisphere. One, I was just about to tell Andy Williams something on the radio and he said, you only have five minutes, I said, no, I can't do it. Same time, divine inter- intervention took place and somebody brought about this conversation between the Jamaican um, uh, media personnel, they are very smart people. Eh? Yeah. And they have experience because look at the kind of people were singing what kind of songs in their country, right. and they realized that that was wrong to propagate in the world.
1: Right, right. In right. other
0: words, they were they were going to look like shape shifters. You ever hear people talk about aliens who were shape shifters? Well, shape shifting existed ever since yes. Eric Williams, our prime minister, All right. took over these lands so- and the resources away from the white people.
1: Agreed. So th- thank, you for the you contrib- that, thank you for the contribution, Bonnie. So when you want to speak with Govin, Govin I want comes to have in more every. I've conversations with you all. Yeah. Also, too, there's yeah. a man,
0: I forgot his name, just preaching on the radio this morning. He says he's a preacher man. He is wearing the robe of, of, um, of Moses the prophet, and he is identifying races of people as evil people. How could he do that? He should be taken off the air, and I recommend T.B. Joshua
1: on our airwaves. All right. That's my guru. <laughs> thank you very much for He's that like contribution. You. All right. All right. So as we get back into the digital world, thank you for that contribution, Bonnie. All right. So we were talking about, you know, getting your message out by starting a podcast. And this, and you see, everybody is looking for that platform. So just as how Bonnie called in and Bonnie identified himself as somebody with a message, he has, you know, intelligence, he has intellect, you know, He could be packaging all of that into a podcast. So he himself could create his own platform and the people who are interested in the message that he has would be locked and loaded. And this is again, this is this is why, you know, we're educating people about these things because you don't have to just rely on trying to get on air. You can actually create your own platforms and it's really easy to do. So how do we get started with podcasting right the most important thing to identify first is what is going to be our topic what is going to be our topic so if you are if you are in business right you want to think about how can i create a podcast using the niche or using the industry that we are in and how could we educate the space and make it entertaining and have fun and also create that space where other people that are other stakeholders or other experts within our industry they can come on and we can have some great discourse about the topics now you're probably thinking mm, that might not be for every industry right because your industry might be something hands-on like construction how do you do a podcast on construction well this is one exercise that I tell everybody to do when they're thinking about whether or not they can actually do a podcast within their industry because they feel like their their industry is very hands-on and very visual. They might not be able to pull it off. So that exercise is you want to jump on Google, right? And if your industry is construction, you're going to type into Google construction podcasts, right? So I'm doing it myself as well. So we put in construction podcasts, and what you're going to see is all of the podcasts that around the world or within your industry, they're going to pop up, and then you can go and take a listen to a few of the various episodes from the different podcasts to see what their angle is, how are they bringing across their message, what are some of the topics that they are speaking about. Now, keep in mind, we're in the Caribbean, all right? So all of the podcasts that you're typically going to see are going to be from people around the world. And we know we have our own uh, perspective. We have our own unique situation and issues and how we have to deal with things. Construction in uh, Russia is going to look very different from construction right here in Trinidad and Tobago, right? So you could have that construction podcast and be speaking about the topics that would relate us, So I just pulled up construction podcast and look at this 47 podcasts about construction have pulled up right we got the contact crew the podcast for everyone wanting to stay up to date on construction technology news each episode features an expert speaker. Then we got the art of construction. This is mainstay of the construction podcast world. Has been around from 2014. I'm just kind of just trying to see if I can get a bit of the uh, the snippets about it. Construction Brothers, Digital Builder, uh, Mass Construction Show, Elevate Construction, Construction Life, The Construction Engineering Show. So you see, whatever your industry is, if you are unsure about whether or not. You yourself could make it work because you think, okay, uh, I'm in an industry where I just, I don't think it could be audio. I think it would need to be visual. Go on to Google or go on to Bing. Whatever search engine that you use, type in your industry. So if it's baking, type in baking podcasts. Look to see all of the different podcasts that come up right now. And then listen to a few episodes see what their angle is and you're gonna get to see that it can be done it can be done via audio format right and then you will use your own creative juices uh, to make it work for you to bring about your own perspectives right so that's the first thing is getting your topic nailed down finding that topic Um, if you have a message so just like I said just like I said before Bonnie called in and he was talking about uh, calypso and the government that of course would <laughs> i don't got to tell you that that would make a really good podcast right it's it's going to it's going to you know it, it, it's going to bring about some amazing conversations it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way because it can get very politically motivated but the point is whether you agree with the content or whether you are against the content people are going to tune in and hear it, right? People are going to tune in and hear it. And, you know, that would make a really good podcast, right? As long as you have people who are willing to come in and listen, that's going to make a really good piece of content. All right. So after you figure out, you know, what the topic is going to be, the next thing is, well, what equipment do we need in order to create our own podcast? And the good thing is the equipment for a podcast isn't much. All right. It's not, it's not much, um, and it doesn't need to get expensive. So at the very, very, very bare minimum, the only thing you need is a microphone, and a device to record the audio so at bare minimum you could use your smartphone and an an audio recorder and you could use the microphone um the headset on your microphone that comes with your phone so whether that be your apple airpods or whether that be your wired headset you know you could use that and record your audio right now that's bare bare minimum that's all you need to start a podcast, a device to record the audio and your headset or something with a microphone, right? Now, remember, because podcasting and audio, we're in intimate spaces. So you're listening to me on the radio. You might be in your car. You might be in the office. You might be watching us on the live stream right now. You might be working out and tuning into us, right? You want your audio to sound good, right? So if you're uh, if your headset from your from your phone, if it's not sounding good, you have to keep in mind that people might turn it off. They might not listen to it because it might be hurting their ears. It, it might just not be um, – the quality might not be enough for them to listen in. But there are some amazing um, headsets right now, wired headsets that can plug into your phone that give you good audio quality, right? There are lapel mics that you can buy on Amazon for like $15, $20 and connect it to your phone. And you're gonna get some really good audio quality right so that's a good starting point at bare minimum your phone and a a, a a microphone and if you can get a dedicated microphone that if you can get a dedicated microphone then that would even be better right something that connects to your phone that is a dedicated microphone that's not necessarily the headset from your phone all right? then if you want to step your game up let's just say you have about hundred uh, US to suspend, right so let's let's call that 700 TT um, if you have a little bit of cash what I would recommend is going on Amazon and checking out some of the microphones now what you want is you want a dynamic microphone you don't want an omnidirectional microphone you want a dynamic microphone and the reason why you want dynamic is You want a microphone that is going to pick up the voice right in front of the microphone so I'm using a dynamic microphone right now right so if I I'm speaking directly in front the mic you're hearing me loud and clear but with a dynamic microphone if I were to move my face away from the microphone then it's gonna sound very faint into the background so I'm gonna I'm gonna move my face I'm gonna speak you know how does that sound you're not really hearing me too much it sounds like a but then i come back here and you're hearing me loud and clear so your dynamic microphones tend to filter out a lot of the um noises that are not directly in front of the microphone and that's going to be good because let's face it we're in the caribbean i podcast at home and you know when the roosters decide to start crowing at three four o'clock in the morning i i, I tend to film my re i record my podcast early in the morning because it's as quiet as it can be right <laughs> however <laughs> that's the time that the roosters are waking up <laughs> so you know from time to time you know depending on how close those roosters are you might you might be in a situation where like i used to live in a i used to have an apartment where the the uh the roosters were literally like they would leave their coop and they would be literally right outside my window i it almost felt like they were waiting for me to podcast and then they would jump up and look in the mirror and and wait for that moment where the microphone went out and they would start to make all uh, the world of noise <laughs> and then i turned it into a running joke where you know i was like i was like hey everybody here here's here is uh, here's johnny the rooster right say hello to johnny the rooster because there was just no stopping johnny from making his appearance felt on the podcast right so we know that we're gonna be we're gonna have to try to you know get the right equipment so that we can get a good quality podcast so if you jump on amazon if you look for the the microphone that i use right now is from audio technica it is the uh, atr 2100x that microphone right now is on sale for like 70 us and it's a really really good microphone because it allows you to one connect via usb directly into your, com- your computer Or if you have uh, some other equipment and you want to use XLRs, an XLR cable, that microphone uh, does connect to XLR as well for high-quality audio output, right? Um, And even if you don't want to buy another device to allow your microphone or allow your computer to read an XLR microphone, again, it does connect directly via USB. So that $70 is a great starting point to get you a nice, solid quality microphone where the audio quality is going to be good and you can connect it directly to your computer alright now if you are somebody where you know a little bit about microphones and you want to get some some even better quality you can purchase an audio interface so there's some from Scarlett uh, Scarlett Ibis not Scarlett Ibis what is it called Scarlet Scarlett two white Scarlett Iris Scarlett Iris see, I, I'm, I'm thinking that, right? Scarlet Ibis. There's, a, there's an audio interface called a Scarlet Iris um, that goes for about 80 US dollars as well. That would allow you to connect the XLR cable from the microphone into the audio interface. And that audio interface would connect to your computer via USB. And that would give you some amazing quality right out the gate. So if you were to buy your microphone, the audio the, and the audio interface, that might run you about 150 to 200 uh, US dollars, right? Because again, you can get these things used. You can also get them brand new and there's going to be deals on Amazon deals on eBay. but I'm just kind of giving you you know what you're looking for when you're starting out. So bare minimum, your phone and your headset that comes with your phone, Or you can go on Amazon and buy one of those dedicated uh, lapel microphones that connect to your device. They go from anywhere between 50, depending on the brand and the quality and whatnot, right? If you want to kick things up, you can go and get a dynamic microphone that connects to your computer via USB. Or you can add in an audio interface that would allow you to use an XLR cable with your microphone. And then the audio interface connects to your computer. And that's really it for the equipment that's really it and you're using your computer right so it's not like uh, when you're doing video when you got to go and buy an expensive camera and then you got to learn how to edit and you know you could really get started with just that right and if the content is good when you are starting out with the podcast you don't even necessarily need to do um, the editing like editing of the of the of the um, the audio quality or um, the most you're really gonna need is probably your intro, your outro. Um, you can find some nice royalty free music where you can add in for your intro, and then you talk over, you know, to create your own intro. Or what some people do is um, they could go on Fiverr and have somebody on Fiverr create an intro for them. Like I got somebody to to do my intro and outro. And I paid about 50 U.S. dollars to have them voiceover and mix uh, my audio, my my uh, the audio for my intro and outro. But you could do it yourself. You can create your own intro. You can find some royalty-free music for free. You know, create your own intro. A lot of people that are starting up they do that, and it works well. And again, you when you when you're growing, when the podcast is. Is building and is doing what it needs to do. At that point, you can start to, you know, maybe uh, pay somebody to do your intro. But to get started, you could just use some free, royalty free music, use your own voice, create your own intro. The people are there for the content. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play one song. We're going to come back. And then I'm going to tell you the next step that you're going to need for your podcast. All right. So. Bear with me and stay tuned. Talk, Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. All right. So we are back right here on the digital world. We are moments away from our guest, uh, Ms. Adonna Taylor coming in. And uh, we're going to be talking about her journey and how she has built her brand and a whole lot more, right? So let's pick up where we left off. The conversation is going good. If you have any questions whatsoever about podcasting, you've been thinking about it, you wanted to know how to get started. uh, Maybe you started and you stopped and you couldn't figure something out. Any questions you have, you want to give us a call at 627 3223, that is 627 You can also give us a call at 625 2257, 625 2257. And if you want a WhatsApp, you can message us at 306 1065. That is 306 1065. All right, so the next step. In the podcasting phase would be to go and find your podcast host right the podcasting host this is going to be the place where you're going to be uploading uh your audio files right you're going to be uploading your audio files people are going to be able to uh listen to your podcasts online so the the podcast host there's a couple of uh big ones you can go and check out um, Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. There is, uh, there is um, Podbean. That's the pod. That's the platform that I use. Uh, Podbean. Then you have things like, um, let me see, let me let me pull up some some of these podcast hosts. The main one that I use is called uh, Podbean. So let me just pull up. Let me get a couple of other ones. Podcast hosts. Bam 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 podcast hosting. Who else is there? Buzzsprout? That's the next big one, right? Buzzsprout. Who else do we got here? Anchor. Anchor's the next big one that people. A lot of people have heard about. That is. Oh, that is from uh, Spotify. Anchor. Um. So I use Podbean. So you can they now pretty much every single podcast host they do have free plans, right? They do have free plans, um. They have free plans so you can test things out. So you might want to give it a try first, right? But if you know you're ready to do it, the podcasting plans are relatively cheap. And they start from as low as like $10 a month, right? And they allow you to upload as as uh, many um, audio podcasts you want for the month, right? So you want to check those out. Now your audio podcast you're going to be uploading your files after you have recorded your podcast you have your microphone you've you're using uh if you're using your phone or using an audio app if you are recording into your computer uh, if you're using um if you're using a Mac or you're using a Windows computer you could download a program called Audacity Audacity is really good where you can and it's free where you could record your audio and there's tons of features inside of the of Audacity where you can take tutorials on YouTube and you could learn how to clean up the audio if you choose, and you, you, then you can add in your intros and outros, all right? So you record your audio and you, you've uploaded it to your podcast host. The beautiful thing about your podcast host is they will now distribute your audio files to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox. Google Podcasts, um, Podcast Addicts, the whole list of podcasting platforms all around the world that people are using. So that's another thing that people ask a lot. Hey, how did you get onto Apple Podcasts? How did you get onto Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, CastBox? You know, those are some of the popular um, podcasting platforms. Even uh, Digicel. Digicel has their their application where... You can um you can listen to podcasts as well, right? I think it's called Digicel Loud. I think it's called Digicel Loud. I forget the name of the podcasting platform. Um, but let me see, let me see if I could pull it up because again that's it's local, so you know. Go loud. That's it. Go loud. Go loud is Digicel's um audio platform where they allow you to to distribute your podcasts and all Digicel customers can listen to your stuff for free, right? But again, all the podcast uh, platforms like uh, um, Spotify lets you listen to podcasting podcasts for free. Apple Podcasts, same thing. Google Podcasts, so all these platforms to listen to podcasts are free. And you would upload your audio files to your podcast hosts and then your podcast host would distribute your audio podcast to all of the various platforms all around the world. And now your audience can download any one of the applications and listen to your content they can listen to your content for free right so that's really it when it comes to putting together a podcast it's the equipment it's the app you're going to be using to record your audio files and then getting your stuff into the podcast host now that's that's all you need to put together a podcast The content itself is a completely different thing, right? That is, you know, what you're going to be figuring out, what you want to put into your podcast. What is going to be your angle? Is it going to be a solo show? Are you going to be the only one speaking? Are you going to be interviewing guests? Are you going to have a co-host? These are some of the things you're going to be figuring out when you're coming up with a podcast, but trust and believe there is a podcast Um, there's a podcast in everybody and I think everybody has a message and I also think it's one of the least intimidating mediums to create content for and what do I mean by that you have people who don't necessarily like to write right they they write how they speak and that's not always the most you know legible uh, thing to to consume right so they might be intimidated intimidated by writing and writing is going to require you to have a website or a platform where you're going to be typing and writing your stuff on. So some people kind of get intimidated by that. Then there's video video. You, when you're on video, people see you and not everybody wants people gawking at them while they're creating their content. There are people that are camera shy for whatever the reason is, they're camera shy and they don't want to be on on video. For me, when I got started, I hated video. That was not my personality. I never wanted to be on uh, video. So I started off blogging because it just allowed me to kind of, you know, be behind my screen and write my blogs about tech and just get it out there. But since I started podcasting a year and a half ago, podcasting has quickly become my favorite platform because I get to now... You you get to hear my 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 personality. You get to feel my energy. You get to take me to work with you. There are people who stop me and like, yo, I listen to your podcast um, at work, right? And that gets me through the day. Listening to your insightful content gets me through the day. To um, so listen to me at work, there are people that stop me and they say, yo, we listen to you at the gym, or you know, we queue up your podcast, you know, on the way to work. So that is what. You should be thinking about when it comes to you know whether or not you, you want to start your podcast you have that message you want to get that out there right and if you're unsure if you can do a podcast like I said take your industry jump on Google type in your industry and then type in podcasts and you're gonna see all the other people who are around the world creating podcasts in your industry listen to a few And get the feel for, you know, the angles and the things that they're talking about in the audio space. It's going to be one of the best things that you do. And when we look at the Apple podcast charts and the Spotify charts, because there are charts that rank. The podcast every single day so every single day there's a ranking because people are downloading and streaming the podcast so every day um, there are there's a platform that ranks the podcasts in each country in each different segmentation business entrepreneurship marketing person development uh, storytelling you name it right um, and then you get to see you know where you're ranking in your country for that category or if you're ranking in the Apple podcast charts in other countries So currently my podcast, Digipreneur FM, uh, shameless plug, Digipreneur FM ranks in the top five right now for Trinidad and Tobago uh, for business and also entrepreneurship podcasting. It also ranks in the top 20 for Jamaica and also in the top five for St. Vincent in business and entrepreneurship, the categories. When we are looking at the other categories, we don't really get to see many Caribbean podcasts hitting the charts. And I think a big part of it is that we don't have enough uh, Caribbean people creating podcasts, right? So I would love to see more people uh, creating their podcasts, staying consistent, because guess what? What people don't realize is that the highest paid creators in the world are podcasters, the, the biggest contract for came out was to Joe Rogan for Spotify. Podcasters are getting paid. And then remember, too, like I said earlier, podcasting does have the highest consumption rate of all medium platforms. Social media, right now, folks, is getting very noisy. Not getting, it's been noisy for a very long time and trying to fight through the constant dancing and shooking and jiving on TikTok just to get some views. And, you're, and most businesses or most brands or people with the message are straying away because they feel like they're not getting seen on social media. Well, folks, there are other things that you can do, and maybe podcasting might be that platform for you, all right? So I hope I gave you a good little breakdown of how to get started with a podcast, you know, why you want to start a podcast, um, and how to go about doing it. And again, if you have any questions about podcasting, you want to give us a call at 627-3223, 627-3223, also at 625-2257, 625-2257. And you guys can WhatsApp your questions at 306-1065, 306-1065, all right? All right, so we're going to go and take a break quick break and when we come back we're going to see if our guest is is here and in studio and we're going to continue on the digital world all right so keep it locked don't go too far we have more to come on the digital world talk talk is talk. streaming at freedom 106.5.com so we are back inside the digital world i hope you didn't miss us too much i had to go and get the stunning adana taylor from taylor m academy inside the building if you are locked on to freedom 106.5 right now and you actually want to watch the conversation you can head to the freedom 106.5 website where we are live streaming you can see the guests you can see the conversation we have so much to talk about so folks without further ado let us welcome miss adonna taylor aka the ceo of Uh, taylor m limited and taylor academy adana how are you doing today
2: hi good afternoon i'm fine (laughs) thank you for having me Uh,
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) how you been how you
2: been how you been i'm great i'm great busy but great listen
1: the girl is is too busy she forget (laughs) about people she know you know she's just busy And what I like to see is the fact that every time you are looking at Taylor M, you're seeing the growth over the past couple of years, you know? So let's let's get started. You know, how did you start Taylor M?
2: Oh, wow, that's actually a really amazing story. I would say it's amazing because it's actually something that was not in my plans for my life. So it wasn't planned? No. Okay. I had no idea or no clue that, This is what I wanted to do. It just happened. So I would say, ever since I knew myself, I always loved designing, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I remember designing my own graduation, Mm gong, leaving secondary school. I would always be sketching. I still have the scrapbook where I would have just been sketching, but just for fun. Like, you know, in my mind, I'm not like, yeah, I want to go into fashion. So I've always been fashion. At least I think I've always been fashionable. I would have been the one that would dress weird, quote-unquote weird, and when I left school, I went to White because I started studying human resource management. Mm, went that's to, a big yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> Went to White to do a computer class. Yeah. Went to sign up, found out that the class was filled, they said, Um, we'll put you in the sewing class for just a so. bit. Yeah. Random. Usu- <laughs> randomly. Right. Usually persons drop out of a class. So we right. would just slip you into the computer class eventually. Then I would have been like, you know, okay, I'll do it. Right. But in my mind I never liked sewing. Like I really didn't like sewing. Right. So i was like okay cool i really want to do the class ended up in the class after about two to three sessions fell in love with sewing Mm. because i realized okay i could actually create the things i've been sketching like i could do it myself like you know i fell in love with sewing never left the class ended up going back to do the advance uh-huh. never left the class uh-huh. and then the sewing teacher she eventually we became closer actually i need to find her i haven't seen her for years well but sewing
1: teacher if you're listening <laughs> if you're to listening, this
2: <laughs> i can't even remember her name but she was amazing she yeah. was my mentor she guided me outside of what would have been in the curriculum yeah so she really gave me that pushed and then when i left white I didn't continue with this sewing. I started continuing my human resource management. So I started doing it at SBCS. as doing right. my degree at SBCS. And I was on my own. And I know I needed a little extra cash to right. pay rent, to pay this, to pay that. So right. I'm like, let me sew on this side for, like, my sisters, my friends. I, I still have images from my first garments I would have designed. And sew for my friends and so forth. And, again... No clue that this is what I'm going to do. Still studying my human resource management because I know I want to be a human HRM specialist. It's safe.
1: It's a safe career too. And I was
2: working service commission. So that job was, you know, I felt like, yeah. You're good. So I'm good. Yeah doing this thing part-time, started, like, loving this feeling that I'm seeing when persons put on the clothing, although I'm seeing the falls now when I look back at yeah. those garments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I really was doing this. Yeah. But just being able to witness how they transform, like, their confidence when they put on this piece, I fell in more like, well, pause racing. Mm. I fell in love with that. And I was like, you know, maybe this is something I could really get deep into. Right. Register the business, opened like started instagram page started a facebook page started taking small jobs in my little i was living in a little studio apartment no sewing space i would have been standing sewing on my washing machine so in my bedroom yeah so there was like the living room then there would have been the bedroom and i would stand up in the bedroom with the sewing machine on top of the washing machine and I am sewing. they trying on. I'm sewing. I didn't care. I am sewing, adjusting the fit, sewing and I did that for, let's say, probably about a year and a half. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I did that for about a year and a half. Then it so happened, I my business started like getting out there in terms yeah. of, okay, yes, Taylor M. Then a lot, I started getting more orders and more orders. I still didn't have the idea okay, this is what I'm gonna do so right. I did it part-time I would have networked with other fashion designers we started working together. actually one of the teachers that is a part of the academy we met back then wow. so we would have yeah so we would have been doing little side jobs together. we yeah. did Olotunji outfits for Sokamanako when he won. Hey. So like I did all of those little networking opportunities yeah. and then uh, about a year after that I got pregnant right. with my son and then I was like, my job. My son, motherhood, yeah. and this side business, yeah. something has to go. It's not the side hustle, it's number son. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I think I'm going to... to Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think I'm going to leave this job mm-hmm. and go full-time that's into...
3: Big, that's a Literally big.
2: no plan. Like, I had no, like, structured plan of what I'm going to do after that. All I know, something had to give, right. and I'm like, okay... I'm gonna leave this job. I went on maternity leave.
1: Never. Never came. <laughs> <clears throat> still waiting for you back.
2: Because I was really unhappy, so right. I wanted to do. But even though I knew to myself, I had no clue. I just knew I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Right. So I left. But thankfully, I had the support. So it's not like I just did it without any type of support. So thankfully, right. I'm blessed that time of my life, I had support. Right. So I left my job. Never looked back. Dived into Taylor M. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. I did take some time off when I had my son about a year. I took some time yeah. off to just you know really just build Get myself. Yeah. yeah, and then I dived into Taylor M full time, and that is how we started. Wow. All right. So we
1: got we got to pull we got to put it back. It's a It's a lot. And there's a lot to dissect. Yeah. So I love to hear the stories of the humble beginnings because when people see. Taylor M sixteen thousand plus followers. They see your styling artists. You're seeing some of the fame some of the very popular influencers with your clothing. Um, they don't know where it started from that you were doing it right in your studio apartment yeah. on the washing, the washing machine. Not even a machine. little desk. Desk you, you didn't even take a little cheap desk and, and <laughs> put that <nothing>. somewhere. That's nothing <laughs> on the on the washing machine, right? And it's and it's really grown from there. But when you were deciding to leave the job even though you were unhappy you were getting a stable paycheck right there are a lot of people where that's the, the 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 thought of leaving their job their secure job for something with with no security and no plan that fear is crippling and they stay in that role what brought you to the point where you're like job Doses. <laughs> like, what really brought you to that point well, where you were like, yo, no, nah, I'm really going to bet on myself?
2: Because to be honest, it I was afraid. Mm. Deep down, I was afraid because I remember asking my mom. I was like, not even asking. I was like, you know, telling her, mommy, I'm thinking of. Leaving this job and doing tailor and full time. Sideways. No, it's crazy. She was super supportive. Wow. She because I was really surprised too, because I would think, you know, would be like, "Why are you leaving yeah. this?" She was, whatever you decide to do, I'm supporting you. Right. I am looking for support, and I get it. Please don't make me get emotional here. Yeah, we can't yeah, help it, man. I'm it's gonna be super happen. grateful. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a scary time. Yeah. And I really had that support. My sisters, everyone was like. Whatever you decide to do, we are supporting you. And I think that is what made me be like, okay, I have that support. They are my backbone. Yeah. I am going to do it. Whatever happens after that, we will figure it out. I know I have the support. I trust and I believe God is guiding me. Right. I have my support system. I'm going to leave. And then my son, I have a newborn baby. That was one of the big motivators too because I was like, okay, I don't want to wake up every day and <laughs> go to this job and I know I'm not feeling fulfilled yeah. I am leaving my home yeah. leaving my leaving son your son yeah to go and do something that I'm not feeling fulfilled like to me this was not living I wanted to right. chase what I love what was bringing me that joy regardless yeah I was willing to take the risk and as I said something would work out it always works out yeah. some way somehow it's gonna be difficult but it always works out
1: yeah now when it comes to the career paths that we choose in the Caribbean. We know our Caribbean parents. Yeah. They give you three options Lawyer, <laughs> Doctor, Engineer, anything else, you're a bum. <laughs> you're pretty much a bum, right? Um, what was that conversation like when you told your mom, Okay, we're leaving the job, but guess what, mom? We're going and so What was that what was that conversation Very like? Very
2: supportive because To be quite honest when i attended tranquility Mm -hmm. and there would have been a year for some reason i didn't do well that year yeah and my mom asked me do you want to drop out of school and do a trade she asked me that i remember i'd always remember because i've always been creative right she actually bought a toy sewing machine for me as a child is only a few years ago i remember that she reminded me of that wow and like, this, like everything was like would have been there and I didn't see like everything would have been aligning, like all these signs were yeah. there. But and she did ask me that. So even when I got to that point of me saying, OK, I'm going to do TLM full time. Right. She was very supportive because I am thinking she would have seen the talent that I had, the passion that I had. She trusted and she believed in it so that they are my pack. Boom. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Adana, where did you grow up in Trinidad?
2: I grew up in Lavantil. Say it again for the parts people. I of Lavantil, actually. Say just, it
1: again but, for the Lavantel people. Lavantil, Mova, Oxford Street, wow. um, Bel Air Road. Wow. Yeah. What was it like growing up in Lavantil and Mova?
2: <laughs> it was, it was, how to say? It was fun because at that age, like yeah. we would have had the neighbors, the other kids, like I remember. And I have. Two sisters, and well, I should say three sisters. I had her older she's a cousin, but she's like a sister to yeah. us, right? So, let me say three sisters. So, you know, I just grew up playing in the role like that's, that's the memories I would have there. Is only mm. as we got older, things got worse, and we would have had experiences and so forth where it would yeah. have been like, yeah, deuces, see, uh, yeah. deuces. But outside of that, growing up there, like. As a child, we would have just been playing, 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 yeah. playing,
1: basically. No, it's good because we, 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 hear, we always hear the negative. Right? Yeah. But we don't get to see enough of the good that comes, comes out, out of Laventil. Yeah. So it, it, it's great to know that you have come from such humble beginnings. You've come from Laventil and you've really made your mark um, in your space. So, with sewing, like, what about, what about this field? Uh, makes you feel fulfilled i know you're very big on doing something where you feel fulfilled but what is it about this industry that gives you the makes your skin crawl it gives you the hebrew they feel that you feel good doing
2: <laughs> just being able to witness the transformation that women experience mm. when they put on one of my pieces just seeing that because it is also personal for me because i grew up what's the word with i would say low self confidence mm. and It took me, like, persons... You need to be fashionable to really be very intentional with what you wear and so forth. Because when you look good, you feel good. When you put on certain pieces, you feel good. So being able to experience that personally when I really started, you know, being a bit more intentional with how I looked, what I I wore and so forth, the confidence that I, like, would have been, like, building up over the years. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, as I said, when I saw... The confidence when persons put on the clothing when I just started, when I saw my friends face lights up, like that makes me happy right. when I see someone face lights up. When customers send me images or they message, oh my gosh, I love this, I love how it fit I love how it looked. Like that in itself just makes me so happy and that is why I even started teaching. Sewing as well because just being able to create your own garment is also boosting your self confidence and that's having that self sufficiency. So yeah, just witnessing the transformation that women experience that a woman experience, mm. yeah. That is what gives me the I'm a poor this raising <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> Listen, all right. One of the one of the uh, one of the big problems that People face is a lot of the jobs that we do a lot of the businesses that we that we create a lot of them start off as side hustles yeah. right and when you make that transition and you start to build a business you 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 understand there is a very big difference between the bit like being building a business and being the business owner versus what you do as a side hustle for you when did you realize that what you were building what was it when was that point where you realized, okay, this is no longer gonna be a side hustle. we have now we're now able to turn that corner and turn it into a business what was it what was that moment for you?
2: I would definitely say when it started growing in terms of the amount of customers I started having and the type of people that also would have been reaching out to have my pieces and so forth. I was like, okay, so this is really happening. This is happening, Mm. happening. And then, obviously, as the business grew, finances, I need to ensure I had that in place. Like, all of the things that would have just been whatever, it started to become serious. So, I had to ensure that I have everything with terms of my budget, everything legal in place, just all of those structured parts of the business. I had to ensure in order for it to grow in order to be able to scale the business. That is when I was like, yeah, it's getting real now. So I have to ensure that I I operate like it's a business. It's no longer a side hustle. In order for me to grow, I need to operate like it's a business. So all of the things that I need to put in place for this to function as a business, I need to get on it. I need to get on it. And... The aim is for me, like, I'm thinking long-term, longevity. So in order to get there, I need to have that structure. And that is when I realized, yeah, it's a business. It's no longer a a sign
1: (laughs) of And listen, that that is a struggle for so many people. There are a lot of people who might have um, a really good product. They might be making punch. They might be making clothes. They might be making something but if you continue to treat it like a side hustle, it never transitions into a business. Mm -hmm. Did you have somebody in your corner, somebody that you could have gone to, or even an institution that you could have gone to, to help you with learning about what different pieces you needed to put in place to make that transition to a business?
2: I would say it would be like persons around me who is already in business, who would have grown to a point. I have a really, very close friend who is mm. actually my accountant, mm. Nikisha Jeffrey, NSJ Financials. Hello. She has been my support over the years. Her wow. business is doing well, and she has been there, especially where finance is concerned. she have been, all right, you need to do this, you need to do that. Right. You need to ensure this is in place, you need to ensure that is in place. Right. So she was a huge help, and just by honestly... I wish I had more. I wish I had more. I didn't have much, but the few that I have, I was able to make the best of it. And a lot of things, to be quite honest, would have been trial and error.
1: Great. So it would
2: have been things that happen as like, ah, I need to do this better, or yeah, I need to do that better. Right. So this is why now I try to help others. So like I like to pour into others now, so they don't have to go through the trial and error that I went through. Right. So like a lot of my students who start in businesses, I would be like, okay, you want to ensure you do this, you want to ensure you do that don't do this don't do that so yeah. you want to be able to just skip that trial and error like yes they will may need to go through a few things but they don't have to go through Everything. what i went through yeah. right so this would allow them to just you know get the kickstart that they need
1: what are two things that you would do differently if you had to start over from scratch right now
2: from scratch definitely finances from the jump i would have separated my business and my personal. I didn't do that at all from the jump mm-hmm. and a business plan, a proper business plan. Right. So, doing it at the stage that I was in would have been super, super, super difficult. So, those are the two main things I would have started with from the jump.
1: All right, all right. You sounding good. You <laughs> sounding good, folks. Listen, there's a reason why every single week, we bring on guests like Adana because everybody is coming from humble beginnings and making their mark in the world. And we wanna hear from a variety of different people who are building their name and building a business in this new digital world. We have so much more to talk with Adana, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back after this uh, ad sponsor. We gotta pay some bills, you guys know how we do it, right? We'll be right back with you. Hawk Hawk is streaming at Freedom106.5.com. So we are back right here on the digital world with Miss Adonna Taylor from Taylor M. Adonna, how are you doing? Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Are you great? I'm great. Wonderful. We're hearing <laughs> you loud and clear. Nice. All right. So you've started the business, right? And now you decided, you know what, now I, I want to open up the academy. I want to start to teach. Now, the funny thing with teaching is in the Caribbean, we tend to not want to teach. We like to hold all of our secrets to our chest. We don't want to train the next person who is going to you know do exactly what we're doing and, and then unseat us. There's just so many reasons why people don't like to teach and they keep everything to themselves. So for you, what was it about... Wanting to teach that led you to opening up the academy side of what you do?
2: I don't want to sound too <clears throat> like, okay. Toot your I, horn,
1: girl. <laughs> toot your horn.
2: No, I don't want to seem like, you know, okay, I like to have others. I'd, you know, but truly, that is like, that is one of the main reasons. Because ever since I've known myself, based on things that I've been through, my aim in life is to make things better mm-hmm. for another female. so in my mind I'm like okay so if I can share my knowledge I this experience or this transformation that I personally experienced by learning this skill other women would want to experience this and not just that what they can do with it could be so much more than what I did with mine Mm. so I would have been like okay maybe I should start teaching this skill and not just that I knew the struggle I had with finding a sewing school when I was going through my journey. And again, business is about solving a problem because even though I love to do it, all of that, I also want to be able to solve a problem. So I was like, okay, there isn't much options. There's options out there, but to say like, okay, yes, one that you could really count on because I've been to a few.
3: (laughs) And I dropped out. Mm -hmm. So I was like,
2: you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start a sewing school. I'm going to start sharing my knowledge. I'm going to start teaching other women how to learn this skill how to create their own garments whether it's for yourself whether it's to start a business and yeah i really love it like it makes me happy Mm. seeing other women experience that
1: have you ever felt um have you ever felt guarded in the sense where you know you, you were you were unsure about teaching because again you didn't want people to to take your intellectual property. Have you ever have you ever felt like that? Because again, that's that's a big thing as to why people want like to share their knowledge. They feel like they're gonna have people take their knowledge and 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 outdo them. You ever felt like
2: that? Not once.
1: Mm.
2: Not once. I've had persons come to me and be like, "So you don't think like they would be coming to be a competition? They would be like I've had um, students literally like." learned to sew and been recreating my tailor m garments Mm. and like i felt nothing i was like okay i don't know it's Mm. strange so i don't know i really don't know if i'm just not allowing myself to feel something but i honestly felt nothing i honestly felt nothing so I've, as, as I said, I've had persons who be like, you know, you're not worried that this person, they're going to come and, you know, be a competition or they corner. I'm like, no, like, no, like, it, it was never thought. Not once.
1: That's good, because you know what? We have a lot of people who they feel like they're protecting themselves by keeping everything to their chest, that they never put themselves out there because they're so worried about people copying them, right? And what we fail to realize is that You, there's nobody that could ever recreate you, right? Nobody is going to recreate you. If somebody is trying to copy you, they will always have to wait for you to make the move. And at the end of the day, the audience, the clientele, nobody's dumb. Like, we know who the original is, we know where things come from. We buy from people, we make emotional decisions especially when it comes to things like clothes. If I want to buy from you, we're going to buy from you. We're not going to go to the imitator. And for those listening in that are thinking about you know, not wanting to share or teach or put themselves out there because of fear of people copying them, remember when you go down the bread aisle, there is a hundred yep. variations of the exact same thing, right? So put yourself out there. Do not hold yourself back. Now when it comes to carnival fashion right now i can imagine the calls that you get the dms because (laughs) everybody wants to look fly in the dance you know how has the season been for you so far
2: it's been really good it has been good so from custom orders to my ready to wear pieces it has been great
1: Mm. so you 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 have have you created like a uh, a particular line that would be catering to carnival? Like how have you been kind of approaching the carnival season? So
2: I do have some new pieces, a mini collection that I would have. So like for every season, I would usually drop a collection. So yeah. like I would have the carnival pieces, would be suitable for. All of your all-inclusives, you have your regular fits, so you can get your little crop tops. If you're an oversized person in terms of, like, in the resort where I have that. So, like, Mm -hmm. just to touch a bit on the different styling of different persons. So, everyone would have a different personality and a different personal style.
1: Right. Yeah. How do you get the inspiration to come up with the pieces?
2: I would say, I like to say from experiences, so like from going to different places, from just the Caribbean, things from the Caribbean, anything that because like my, my my business, or I should say my brand is mm-hmm. literally part of me. Mm-hmm. So it also happens based on whatever season, or I should say phase I'm in, in my life because if person in the designs from when I just started to now, completely <laughs> different. Right. So it depends on like, so once I Go through a particular phase of my right. life the designs will change and transform the same way so like you would literally see the change like when adana change you would notice taylor m changes right. when i transfer and i'm always changing for the better right. so you would always see that transformation so she i like to call her she mm. she is literally a part of me so that is how it happens so like the line that i currently have it would be dependent or i should say it was greatly influenced by the phase that i am now in my life so hmm. that is where i like get, get my the inspiration. inspiration from yeah
1: does the caribbean have a unique style because and the reason i'm asking this is because uh in the region people feel like you know we don't influence we don't influence the world. We're yeah. always constantly looking to see what the US is doing, doing, what the UK and you know, and everybody's trying to, you know, take what's happening over there. But because I spent my life in Canada, coming to Trinidad now, to me, when I hear that conversation, it's crazy to me because I'm like, yo, we're literally taking everything from the Caribbean. Like <laughs> We don't move in Toronto until Jamaica says something yeah. or t- until Trinidad says, like, it sets the tent. So does the Caribbean have its own unique style? Like, what is what's happening in the region?
2: I would say so. So, like, a lot of times, too, most of, like, the resort pieces, like, swimwear, I just feel like that is a Caribbean thing. Most of the original, like, designs, when you see these amazing designs, especially resort wear and beach wear and so yeah. forth. It's from Caribbean designers, so Mm. I would definitely say that is our thing. Mm -hmm. So, that is my take on it.
1: Okay. Do, um, when it comes to the clothing, when it comes to the parties, when it comes to the fets, right? Um, do you, do you do anything for men or is it strictly women? Strictly women. Strictly woman. Shucks.
2: Famous. I am for the famous. Hey, when, is, when, is, when is Taylor,
1: Taylor male coming no, up? No, I
2: actually <laughs> have, my cousin for years <clears throat> have been saying, um, Adana, I want to be the first man. Right. He, have, he already given me the name and yeah. Taylor M, as an M-E-N, yeah. man, right? But, mm, sorry, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. I would like to, but I am for the You're sp-
1: focusing right now on, yes. the, on the woman. All
2: right, for now. All right, we'll, yeah. we'll allow, we'll Maybe allow it. Maybe eventually, but right yeah. now I don't see it in my, honestly, in my plans. Anymore.
1: All right, all right. So, if we are, I'm going to be giving you some scenarios, some mm-hmm. events, right? And, you know, give us some ideas for, for clothing, what, what people could be thinking about when they're stepping out. So, if I am going, or if my lady is, is, is looking to go out, to a nice little boat cruise. What is a nice boat, boat cruise, cruise Boat cruise, uh, 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 wait, uh, piece of clothing that you would need?
2: <laughs> so for boat cruise, I guess it depends on the boat cruise too because different boat cruises would have a different theme. Mm. Sometimes it's swimwear, sometimes you know, and so it have different themes. So it depends on the theme. I guess it's carnival. So a lot of times I think a lot of the boat cruises I would have seen recently would be swimwear, shades, that type of thing. Right. Shorts, um I would say like a crop top and I'm big on staple pieces so when mm. we say staple we mean pieces that you could mix and match with something else right. so you could have this one shorts you can wear that to the boat crews, you can wear it to another fet, you can wear it to fire fat you could wear it put on heels wear it all inclusive so I'm big on like staple pieces right. so for a boat crews, I definitely would say if you're not a shorts person you could do a knee length something like right. a knee length skirt or knee length pants I'm also big on comfort when right. you go going a fats. We don't want anything too tight. You don't want anything too uncomfortable where you have to keep fixing. Right. So, comfy, stylish, shorts, cropped up if it's a swimwear something you could do a nice swim which I love like currently I have those nice little oversized shirts Yeah. shameless plug so yeah. I have a nice <laughs> I have those nice resort oversized shirts that you could just throw over a swimsuit Right. and we have a look we have a look there right. so it all depends on your style as well personal style is also right. something
1: alright so if you're stepping out right now we're, we're thinking upscale. we're thinking premium all inclusive we're thinking lime we're thinking lavish we're, no. we're Going oh premium, you know what is what is a Donna stepping <laughs> out in?
2: Well, well me, I'm I'm very as I said, big on oversized stuff. I mm-hmm. love comfort. So for something like that, I would definitely do let's say probably like a wide leg trouser. So like a nice high-waisted wide leg trouser where it's comfortable, where it's breezy, where it's just giving me that nice flow and possibly a cute crop top. So I would do maybe something shorter, top because I have all of this fabric to the bottom yeah. of the wide leg. I'll do a little less to the top. So I may do one nice little crop top, show a little cleavage. And then, well, accessorize the suit. So your accessories, your earrings, your bag to match and so forth. So that is my style.
1: All right. All right. And the last one I'll throw at, I'll throw at you. I don't, I don't know if you do this one, but I'm going to throw it out there. Somebody comes to you and says, Adana, I need Monday wear. What are we go do? What are we go
2: do? <laughs> I actually used to do Monday where when I would have done, I used to do custom pieces. So, right. like, you could come with your like ideas and that type of thing, and we create something and we create a look. So, I would have done Monday where it's not my thing. So, right. I stopped. Um, as I said, I'm big on feeling fulfilled. So, a lot of people would be like, girl, there's so much money in that. Yeah. It's really not all about the money most times. Like, yeah. I would be doing something for money, yes, but if I'm not feeling like. If I'm feeling sometimes like I'm not feeling it, yeah. I really can't do it cuz I won't give my best. That's mm. another thing. But for Monday wear, as I said um I am not really into, like, the sparkly, so I don't know if I would probably be given an answer based on being biased on my preferences. You can so be biased. Yeah, know. yeah, let, let, I'm let not me like, here. I'm not, as yeah. I said, I'm not, like, on all of the sparkly and, like, all of the extra and that type of thing. So I would probably go with something simple and accessorized to suit. Mm. So like my shoes and my like accessories, I love my little head wraps and pieces. So like I would probably do something extra on the head. And yeah, so like accessorizing, but in terms of like the design itself, it would be simple but effective. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So ladies, if you were, you were, you know, thinking of uh, some, if you needed some ideas for stepping out to some of these events, you know, Adana was here to give you some of those, some ideas for it, right? Now, just kind of touching back on the entrepreneurship side, right? You mentioned something just now where, you know, it's no longer about the money, right? And now if it doesn't really feel good, you're not really going to do it. That is a, that is a, that is a, a part of the journey where, where people don't realize when it happens but at some point you turn that corner right where you're no longer need the money where you're taking everything <laughs> <laughs> you know have you you know when you were going to that period where you know jobs were coming and you were taking everything how did you feel going through that and then when did you kind of realize that I need to make that transition and say no
2: <laughs> to be quite honest this entire shift happened during COVID because right before this would have been carnival that carnival was the craziest I said yes to everything Ooh. to Monday way to distant like it was crazy I think I felt sick after it was re- it was good because of course yeah, you made the coins you yeah. made the coins yeah but like in how I felt after it yeah. was I, I didn't like it. I mm-hmm. really, because it took so much from me. Like, it took so much. And I know sometimes as part of the journey, you know, that whole grind culture, that whole hustle, like, you know, you have to go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Like, that is literally what I did then. But at the end of the day, I really didn't feel good. Like, yeah. I think I felt sick after that as well. I was done for a while and then COVID happened immediately after. Wow. So I actually get the little rest you got, you had that I needed. You a good time Yes. Yeah, so yeah. even if COVID didn't happen, I probably would have been done for a while. So I also felt that That was god working for me, to be quite honest. So, it was after Carnival, I actually got that shift. So, during the lockdown and just home and just, you know, I started doing the online because I would have done physical classes before. So, I started doing the online classes. So, you know, from dealing with persons virtually and then so new ideas came. And then I realized, you know, I really don't want to... Feel like how I've been feeling like after carnival. Like, so I need to figure out okay, how to create that shift. Yes, the cash is needed, we need to make the money, yeah, but how could I make the money but still feeling? alive then yeah. like I don't have to like take everything. I could say no to some things. So yeah. I have to make whatever necessary adjustments to be able to say yes to less things but still be able to bring in the same or even
1: more cash. That is a very, very powerful shift. Yeah. Because when you say yes to everything, that is a one way ticket. Direct flight to burnout. And that burnout, you know, affects everybody differently. That could yes. be sickness, that could be, uh, oh God, mental health. Mental that could health, be that yes. it, it manifests in everybody mm-hmm. and everybody very differently. Um, even for me, when COVID just started, like I was, I've been doing my thing since twenty sixteen. But in terms of helping people build their digital presence and monetizing, da 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 da. When as soon as COVID hit, it's like everybody woke up and they're like, oh my God, I I have to sell online. Yeah. So it was call after call about, hey, can you build my website? Can you coach me one-on-one? And I remember very quickly, um, probably the first full month into COVID, where I, my calls were on the coaching side, one-on-one coaching. And I hadn't coached anybody one-on-one before, prior to that. It was workshops, it was a bunch of other things, but not one-on-one. So I didn't know how to price it. I didn't want to overprice myself, yeah. and I'm still figuring out my own and i i priced myself cheap and i paid the price because every single day it was like six clients and every client was like a, an hour to an hour and a half and it was back to i had one day where i don't know what i was thinking because people had access to my calendar and they could schedule themselves in um i had like i had a, i had set the parameters for like six calls um that people could book it before i would be full and i remember after one day it was like six calls Back to back to back. I'm like, I am never doing this again. Oh, yeah. I'm like, now, I, ch- I went into my calendar, my, my, calendar, uh, my calendar tool. I changed from six. I'm like, four. Four is the max. And set the parameters that every call, there has to be a two-hour break. Because listen to me, saying yes to everything, yeah. madness. madness. It is a one-way trip. Yeah. So, Adana, this school, what are you teaching in the school?
2: So, I teach so mainly. Mm-hmm. So, from very beginning, you could come with absolutely Nothing. no experience. And so, and so, we start you from the very beginning and then we build the way up. So, I recently introduced some more intermediate levels and so forth. So, the aim, because it's only one of me, yeah. it's only so much I could have done. So, now that I have a teacher on board, we added more classes. So, the aim is to continue growing. Right. So, to have, like, you know, that option where you could basically choose whatever path you want to go on. So I want to specialize in trouser. I want to specialize in swimsuit. I want to specialize in this. So we have various options mm-hmm. that you could learn to sew.
1: Where is, where is the, the, the headquarters located?
2: <laughs> Woodbrook. Butler Street,
1: Woodbrook. All right. And how do the classes run? Is it, is it a cycle? How do the classes run in case so people it are in? So,
2: it runs as a cycle. So, I recently also launched some shorter-term cycles. So, it would have been like two months and so forth. But a lot of persons couldn't commit it. So, we still have the like two-month long-term classes. Mm-hmm. But we also have like a one-day crash course. I actually have a class in a bit. Right. So, like we uh, have an alterations class. So, if you right. want to learn how to... Make adjustments, stay clothing, you come to our one-day class. You don't need to have any sewing experience. We're going to show you how to use the sewing machine and show you how to make. So, whether it's hemming adjusting the waist. You know, Caribbean women usually have issues with getting store-bought clothing to fit properly. So, I have the one-day classes, two-day classes, three-day crash courses. So, we have different options, long-term and short-term. So, like, it would go in cycles as well. So, like, the recent cycle would be starting in March. So, all of March would have a cycle. Then it would move on to April. So let's say like every month, based right. on whether it's a short term or long term, a long term would roll into like two months, three months, so forth.
1: Mm. All right. Well, as we get close to the hour, and I know you're going to be running back to the headquarters yeah. to go do your class. Um, before we leave, you know, what has been the biggest joy about starting your business? What has been, that, uh, what has been the biggest joy for you?
2: I would say the freedom. Uh, freedom, 106. 100 hey, freedom. hey, Charlie. <laughs> and now I know to say freedom, and I looked up and saw freedom Yeah, I would say the freedom. I mean, persons saying freedom is actually, uh, how to explain it? Because when you have your own business, you have to work yeah <laughs> so much so same freedom sort of you know it's an it, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean and we still have to put in the grind more right so you have to work you hard. have the
1: freedom to operate yeah,
2: exactly so i could i could do things you know because i still operate i get up every day go to work for eight o'clock after i drop my son everything like i have my work hours i have that structure but i still could you know if someone call me for emergency, my son's school called me, I could drop everything without having to ask anybody anything, mm. and I just go. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I really love that freedom being able to spend time when I want with my son. I could choose the day offs that I want. I could choose when I'm going on vacation. Like, I really love that freedom of just being able to, even when it comes to business, the things that I want to be able to, you know, bring into fruition into the business I have the freedom to do that myself so I really love the freedom even though it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. just having that freedom still yeah
1: do you think people should start their own business what is your thoughts on that
2: I, to be quite honest, having a business is not for everyone, right? Yeah. So yes, we would say, you know, you need to have multiple streams of income, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah we could have it on the side, but not everyone needs to go into business full time. It's not for, like realistically, I mean, we all of us can't have the business full time, right? So do what's best for you. What. Is like you know what, what's what feels right for you? You could have the side hustle, quote unquote, side hustle while still having an eight to four. If that is fulfilling, why not? But it is, of course, good to have that extra stream of income. But if you have a job or career that you don't need it, then you don't need to have a business, right? Very true. Yeah,
1: where can the Freedom 106.5 family find a Donna Taylor and Taylor M?
2: So we're all on. Instagram, Facebook, TLM Limited on both Instagram and Facebook, TLM Academy on both Instagram and Facebook. I do have websites as well <laughs> www.talamacademy.com, www.talamtt.com. So we are
1: there. That's what we're talking <laughs> about. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. Before Adana goes, right? The boss Janine has just come Hi in. Hi, guys. Janine.
4: Hello. Excuse my tardiness, everybody. I, I had um, the I Ministry t- of Youth, the Ministry of Youth, Development and National Service, we had the 40 on the 40 today, so I had to go in and, you know, do, I, I do told do the world best.
1: that you were inspiring the youth and touring the country. But so I had I, to prep um, them.
4: I am, for the next few months as,
1: uh, as well. So no, that's... You're going
4: to be missing me some Fridays, but don't worry.
1: We'll be getting the word out and the message out. Listen, somebody's got a whole... I'm I, I traveling too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when I leave man, I got on Monday. I'm in the Bahamas next week. <laughs> for, for, for kids and students on oh, building wow. in the digital world. Oh, ah. so don't worry, don't listen. Friday don't, sure. No, 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 don't worry, don't worry. I, I think I come back. Thursday. Ah, oh. I think I come back Thursday. I got to check. I there, sent you my things there. there, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, but it, again, this is it, again, this is this is good because I like the fact that people are are getting to see. You have three people in studio right now that are doing some really really interesting things. We got to speak with Adana Taylor. Adana has been doing some amazing things with the Taylor M Academy. Um, what she's been able to do in terms of creating her own brand. Listen, Janine is like you know I can I can create my clothes too. You know. Right, so you are your
4: seamstress, tailor, designer, everything all in one. That is pretty awesome. My mom and I, well, I mean, sewing, I guess, runs in the family because my grandmother would have sewn everything from curtains to bedsheets to wedding gowns, right, for the family. And I guess seeing that is something that, you know, I mean, it sticks with you. I I made my first skirt at 11, yeah, and and I haven't stopped since. I I, I always make my clothes. It's just, I have a real nice auntie now. (laughs) And my auntie does give me real nice clothes now. Shout out to Auntie Lisa every time. So, with I guess spoils a little bit. Yeah. So, I haven't sewn anything in a while. I did take in something the other day, and then when I press press down my foot on the presser foot there, do, 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 I said, mm, I miss this. <laughs> I miss this. Um, so, needless to say, I'm probably gonna get back behind my machine soon nice. and stuff. and... Make it happen. I I love it. I love creativity. I love doing it in in all aspects. So lovely. Congratulations.
1: Congratulations. I'll ask this. Is this a good time to start creating your own brand of clothes?
2: I mean, it all depends on you, as I said. So in terms of the starting your own business and so forth, you will be able to you have to know when is the right time for you, one. You could do your market research and
4: so forth, but is there really a right time for anything? I was, yeah. <laughs> I think if, if anybody out there, is there really
2: a right type? So. That's what I was
4: telling the kids today. Anybody out there, you have something. Start where you are. Yeah. Start with with what you have, where you are, and it will. Once you're persistent and you're determined, it definitely somebody's gonna latch on. Somebody yeah. a sponsor's gonna come up. You're gonna get get these encouraging words that are gonna motivate you to continue doing it. But start with what you have, where you are right now. I watch this students and I'm like, you don't need that nice phone. You don't even need a mic. You love music. You love, you want to do what I do. You want to be on the radio? Start doing your own countdowns now. Every Friday, I love this video and I love this video because of whatever. And go on and do your thing and own it. But somebody will catch on. Somebody will like it. Somebody be like, somebody might want to buy a brand. You know, your Uh dot-com. You know what I mean? (laughs) So,
1: (laughs) just taking what I learned.
4: (laughs) Um, Yes, somebody might want to buy a brand to just focus on you.
1: Facts, facts, folks. This was yet another amazing interview. Thank you, Adana, for coming in. Thank you in for having and me. And spending some time with the, <laughs> the Digital World family right here on Freedom 106.5. Folks, please do not go anywhere. You have more to get from myself and Jin 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 Oh, God. I made it. You made it made right it. here. Stay tuned, folks. Keep it locked. Talk, talk is talk. streaming at freedom106.5.com.
4: All right, guys, we are back. Freedom 106.5 FM on a beautiful Friday afternoon. And boy, oh boy, the city of Port of Spain, I don't know about you guys, but it's taking me and everybody else a half hour to move from one corner to the other. The traffic is horrendous. Coming into Port of Spain and around the Port of Spain area. It's just crazy. I don't know why.
1: Uh, You know what? And I feel like the traffic situation has been really, really bad over the past couple of days. Mm -hmm. Like, there had what was it, uh, two days ago, where there was traffic from 2 p.m. all the way to about 9 p.m., mm-hmm. where it was bumper-to-bumper bumper from Port of Spain. I was going into Port of Spain at 8.30, and I'm like, wait a minute, I looked up from my phone, and I'm like, is that bumper-to-bumper bumper traffic, traffic from, yeah. from Port of Spain all the way going south? Yeah,
4: and I think it's mainly because while... We do have a lot of visitors coming in, right? We do have some foreigners. We do have family and friends that haven't been home for carnival in a while. And of course they wanna have their own wheels. They wanna they wanna have the opportunity to drive and go where they need to be. So I, I welcome all foreigners, but for those of you checking in this week. Right. It's it's listen, Capula. it's a it's a it's a
1: it's a lot of it's a lot of things happening at the same time because we already know we haven't decentralized A lot of the uh, corporate offices, government offices. Everybody has to come into Port of Spain. Mm -hmm. We don't have the digital infrastructure isn't as strong as it needs to be so that people don't have to come Come into into to work, Mm -hmm. don't have to come into an office to physically come in and drop off a document or you know, so all of these things when they're functional ease the traffic. Mm-hmm. But because we have so many factors working against us and then you start to add in more cars on the road, more, more people. people coming in, mm-hmm. it is it is it is a mess. And honestly, I'm glad that I only have to come into I only have to come into Port of Spain once a week.
4: Oh. <laughs> I've got to come into Port of Spain four times a week. Oh, God. And um honestly that uh, just today. Today blew my mind. Um, for the last three, um, it was fine, normal time. I left home and I got to work on average time. But yeah. today, I did. I didn't understand it. We were in the car. Um, after the 40, under 40 thing, and we were like, uh, it took us an hour just to get from St. James to here, you know? Yeah, yeah. It took an hour, you know? And I was, that's crazy.
1: I was by the flyover right before, like the flyover by the lighthouse where you can Correct. exit and- mm-hmm,
4: By NP right Yes.
1: There. And from there, it took me half an hour to get from there to Independent Square. Oh,
4: jeez. Yeah.
1: And you happened. just like.
4: Do you think this makes sense? My my mom always would have spoken about this because she's from Venezuela. And mm-hmm. uh, to cross the bridge, the bridge of Maracaibo, you have to pay a toll. Mm-hmm. My mom always said, you know, if you charge people a toll to come into Port of Spain, you know how people are going and driving in Port of Spain? They're going to <laughs> find a park and whatever the case is before they come up in Port of Spain. Um... Do you think um, solutions like that make sense? If we paid, um, if we had to pay tolls, maybe to use certain or to gain access to Port of Spain?
1: Well, do you I, think- I think they might burn down the city at that OG. point. Oh, <laughs> gee! I think they might say, "Enough is enough." City. The government, Obama. the government. <laughs> but I, I, I think honestly, I think the, the, the most immediate thing is companies need to start thinking about work from home who can work from home start MC even if it's hybrid because not every job requires you to be at the office mm-hmm. and not every job requires you to be at the office five days a week yeah right you uh, most people can be at the office three days a week two to three days a week
4: got us in love going out to our MD though dr. Karian um Burn Malcolm I believe um, since she came into to our establishment here at GML A lot Mm -hmm. of people have the opportunity to stay at home and work, you know, and and come into the office two or three times a week and that kind of thing. So I really want to send a big, big shout out to her because that's where, uh, as the direction, the whole country
1: needs to go. Because it just makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Most people are more productive at home in in smaller spaces of time than you coming to work for eight hours a day and you not productive half the time. Well, I, and I, and the other and the other part to that is, you know, how productive can you be when you live in Toko?
4: And you've spent three into hours po- in traffic. You're going to be so frustrated. I don't know how people do it. I like, I had a I, I had an 8 to 4 for 11 months. I couldn't even make a year. I had it for 11 months. And, I mean, the traffic to get to work, you reach to work for the half, seven, whatever, you grab a breakfast, it's time for the job to start. But you've been in traffic for two hours before that. And then Mad. when you when you finish at four, you have an, a further a two-and-a-half-hour ride home. Mad. You spend Mad. half your life in that for straight and bumper-to-bumper, bumper, carbon monoxide, blowing of horns, traffic and...
1: No, I'm sorry, I,
4: guys. I said I don't know how true you in the traffic. Listen, right now. Mm. I, and I made no wow. my,
1: my entire company and brand. My company is called the Digipreneur Company. Digital entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. digital entrepreneurship for a reason. Yeah, and the reason is 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 not just time freedom, but location freedom. I don't ever want to have to physically be somewhere. Right, ninety percent of everything that I do is done from home or i could do it from anywhere as long as i have my laptop i can work do client work uh you know unless i have to physically go somewhere but that's a very small percentage of the time so and yeah, i will see but and that's by choice <laughs> and 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 that's by choice like i said i i decided to do radio yeah, right yeah i didn't have to it was a decision and when I get the calls to, hey, uh, we want you, maybe it's a job offer, hey, can you meet in person to do a client meeting? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I really want to be, the, nine out of the ten times, no, It's, it's I'm going to do everything because peace of mind. Yeah. I don't want to be in traffic. I don't want to have to leave to go out and make money. And these are things that people can decide. Not Obviously not everybody can make that choice. Mm-hmm. But if enough people, if a percentage of people started to learn digital skills and learn how to you know, freelance and work for companies abroad, work remotely because you're not limited in employment anymore, mm-hmm. if, a, if a percentage of people, let's just say 10% of Trinidad, Right, modest. Ten yeah. percent of Trinidad started to say, "I could learn a digital skill. I could work for a company remotely. I could earn foreign exchange and live right here and not have to leave my house to do that." That still eases up a bit of the burden of having to physically be on the road.
4: Yeah, you know. I think you you you're you're so knowledgeable. Um, I really. I f- got to push for you only forty under forty, cause you you can tell the children and teach the children so well,
1: much. The thing is, you know the funny thing is, right, is that even like forty under forty or not, I'm still doing a lot of school tours. Mm-hmm. I'm, the I'm flying on the Bahamas. I got booked to go speak in the Bahamas to do a school, school tour. tour. So I'll right. be in Bahamas all next week. Uh, enjoying Bahamas beautiful weather over there yeah. and doing my thing over there for the same thing, right? Yeah. It's it's and the panel and the workshop that I'm involved in is all teaching kids digital skills and how to learn online outside of school, right? Yeah. Uh, when I come back, the Thursday I'll be doing a workshop in Antigua. I won't. I uh, that'll be remote, right? But it'll be a workshop in Antigua. So. It is happening, forty under forty or not, it, it is happening, and I think more schools um, are starting to realize that there are alternative careers. Yeah. And if you would have realized, exactly. our theme—almost everybody that comes in here—is kind of doing an alternative Correct. career path, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're they're learning their skills not in school. They're still learning skills, and it's being pulled from all all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad that we have that platform in digital world Correct. where we get to spotlight those skills Jeez, and those people, people yeah
4: well I want I I'm going to say hello my co-host needs to come on board <laughs> because he has so much knowledge and information <clears throat> and the children are all on their phones they're all digital anyway um, I think one one of the children on my yeah. table, She's like, I don't have Instagram. And that was a shocking thing to hear Yeah. Um, from that age group. I mean, they were between 14 and 17. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear that one student say, I don't have Instagram and whatnot. So I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, cool, cool,
1: cool. Yeah, I was in Bishop's the other day for Form 6. And same thing, one kid out of the 50 students we're speaking to, he's like, yeah, I don't have social media, period. Mm-hmm. And everybody just... What do You mean yeah, why, yeah. And the man is like, because the man is watching. <laughs> well, boy, a lot of
4: people sing that, you know. But my one thing is, you feel if like you he don't just... have an internet account, you don't have an IG account, the man is watching the man yeah, still what, but he's, just, he's like, Yo, you, you know? know what?
1: He's like, he's like, you know what, right now, he's like, I just don't think, uh, I, I need the distraction. He's like, I know it, it's 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 a vacuum, the minute I start. It, you go down that road, and he's like, it's just better for me to just not be on any social media platform. I use my phone or my computer just for research purposes, wow. and I call people. He's like, they don't always answer, the phone, wow. but I call people and speak. That's real good. Well, shout out to him. Shout out to because him. Because
4: not a lot of... I, I don't even like when people call me. Like, oh, when, no. I see my phone ring, and I'll be like, what boy answer this way? Yeah. There's a job. Oh like, you, I'll quicker answer... Strange number. That might be a job. Hello, yeah. you know, friend. friend and I'm calling for something. You know, what I mean, message me. A message me. Cool. I will reply. I will reply. Yeah. Might be tomorrow, but I'll reply. Yeah. You know what I mean? But calls on me is is funny because I'm always like, okay, right, uh
1: huh. This could have been a text.
4: Yes, I get. I just my, the, the people like to me see my hand doing this. I do just be doing this. Get like, to the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You call me for something, get to the something you call for you, and I don't care about no small talk. I good, I always good. That way you to know. Anybody who call me, I'm always good, and even if I'm not good, yeah, a best friend or my diary, so I ain't telling if I am bad, right? right? So, come on, I good, I always good. Get to the point. What do you want? What's happening? Tell me, talk to me, you know. So, um, shout out to the young people that really do not even consider that whole distraction because it is. And I was telling you off air mm-hmm. that I feel like whoa. My attention span is it's it's getting deplorable. It is, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm thanks so much for the app what is the name is that, of Yeah,
1: well, shout out shout out to the company Allegory. Right? Allegory, Allegory. they are a neuroscience based company that focuses on building your attention and peak performance wow. and homeboy is located right in Trinidad and Tobago he goes by the he's well his name goes by his name is Keston <laughs> Keston Watkins Keston Watkins is a neuroscientist right here in Trinidad and listen to me just the fact that he is a neuroscientist based right here in trinidad and again he has built an application they have built an actual headset that they use to monitor your brain waves there's a lot of crazy things that they do in allegory and allegory is spelled a-l-l-e-g-o-r-i-a-l-l-e-g-o-r-i allegory go check out their website allegory.org or just google them and just go look at the things that they're doing they work with students they work with kids they work with adults um who have trouble focusing and working with you to get your peak performance because uh he i don't i don't want to butcher his 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 thing but he has i remember in a conversation with him he just broke down how social media is degrading Or and we were speaking about that a bit offline as well social media is 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 is, is Killing our attention span it just is. based on how it is, and people oh, have to dolphins. work. People have to work on building back up their focus mm-hmm. in a, in an age where everything is coming to you quick and fast. Um, and there are going to be people that are enrolled where they need to focus. Yeah, because even <laughs>
4: if, even in the videos, like sometimes mm. I'm like, it says watch till the end, and. And I watched till the end, and then whether, I mean, sometimes I'm like, God, I just wasted like a minute of my life watching this thing till the end. I could have not I, done that. Yeah. You know, and I, that's, I'm like, get, get to the point faster. It, it has made me wish everything, just give me the point.
1: And you know what? You know what? There's, we speak a lot about content marketing and, and creating content, right? And people... When I tell people to blog, create a comp- create a blog for your brand or whatever, and people are like, but well, people don't read, people don't read, and what people don't realize is, of all of the different <laughs> types of content we have out there, whatever the platform is, reading is still the fastest way to consume information mm-hmm. because you could skim.
4: Yeah, and you just pick out the, the points.
1: Pick out the points, get what you need. Yeah, if you, and if you need to, if you need to, you know, if, if it's intriguing enough, people will read more. But it takes you seconds to mm-hmm. consume something that's written. If someone sends you a video, like you said, you got to no, watch till the end. Take. If someone sends you a voice note, shout-outs to WhatsApp for that 2X.
4: Oh, thank oh, God. Oh, my God. Thank God. No, but I'm, I'm the worst. I used <laughs> to i have sent a 10 minute voice note already oh my my bestie in australia she always complains the other day i got buffed she's like (laughs) (laughs) she's like seven minutes janine you had to be kidding me after one minute move your hand and go and send my next minute one now seven minutes i was like just speed it up now because because
1: you can't watch it you can't listen to the pieces
4: no she can't (laughs) but she's like just send me in pieces stop sending me these long voice notes and i'm like
1: Okay, I'll try. Well, you know what? In all fairness, okay. though, sometimes uh, you're, you're sending a voice note and you're just caught up in explaining what it is Correct. and then you look down and you're like, oh my,
4: 10 minutes? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly what happened. She asked a question and I answered it and I, you know, enter yeah. the answer and look down seven and a half minutes yeah. and I'm like, she go get vexed this. I'm here.
1: bad with voice notes because like now when you're on air, you're speaking, you're doing something... If you're on a panel, you could sneak a chance and read, Re-
4: reply. right, and
1: reply, right. When it's a voice note, almost, almost every time I get a voice note, it's I'm always doing something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll get back to it, but then more messages come in, mm-hmm. and you just, and then you're the bad friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you don't get back to
4: exactly. it. Exactly. Well, I try know? to tell people, like, it's like I can't listen. I, wherever I am, I can't listen. So you yeah. have to message, type it out. I say, type it out. I can't listen.
1: And then they hit you back with, well, listen to it when you get a chance, now.
4: <laughs> Sometimes I do, and I well, that's your business, homie. Because me, the attention's run short, and my memory
1: worse. Listen,
4: memory worse. So everything I go remember to come back to you. The
1: best thing they ever did on WhatsApp was 1.5 and 2x <laughs> because boy, I will take your chipmunk voice. <laughs> I will listen to the chipmunk voice. That will that definitely. not even bother me. It does not. It does not bother me. So, what is what is your weekend looking like?
4: Okay, well, I am also part of CNC3's uh, TV show for Carnival, The Party Start. So, mm. yes, I'm co-hosting with my brothers upstairs. So, I believe that is tonight at 8 p.m. Yeah. And for The Party Start tomorrow, I believe I have Kids So Amazing to um, try and get a little bit of that footage and then I want a party this weekend. Hello, hello. Um, so I tried the head to QRC, <clears throat> Marvin, <laughs> right? Um, QRC for me, <clears throat> Marvin. Um, uh-huh. After that, it looks like well, well, you know, pan semis is Sunday.
3: Uh-huh.
4: I, I I was considering Bacanal Road, uh-huh. um, but it seems that. It seems that pan semis, going the greens to... and pan semis is the... Is the flick. Is the flick for the weekend. And I am all for it because, I mean, I love pan. Yeah. You know, it's part of my DNA. I love it. I'm, I, actually, I had a conversation with someone from St. Vincent. Mm. Um, and the person says, well, I invite them. I say, hey, you know, come, come chill with me at this bar, my friend's yeah. bar. There's a pan yard around the corner. Mm-hmm. The person says I don't like pan. I say voice. Well, hold on.
3: <laughs> not
4: that you're not my friend no more, eh? Yeah. But but hold on. Yeah. Stop. You know, I, I I really I didn't have a problem with it, but yeah. I had to I had to catch my, my bearings because this is my this is I'm so proud of my culture. Yeah. And this is like the last instrument that was created. Um it came out of slavery. It's so it's so meaningful to me. Yeah. Um, for someone to tell me, and I guess it's okay if a trini tells me I don't yeah. really like pan, yeah, because they grew up with it, you know, yeah, it's noise. Somebody might tell me that, but for a foreigner to tell me that you know I don't like pan, I was just like, Where in my country again, you know,
1: <laughs> 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 where for? You know, let me okay, let me let me add something to that, right? Because as much as I was born here, I left as a baby, right? Mm-hmm. um Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait,
4: wait, wait,
1: wait, We've been around Exodus. Love them. My dad is one of the leaders in Exodus. My mom is the first lady in Exodus. I like how this Right? My uncles, Exodus is a family thing, right? Exodus actually started up St. John. In our yard. Okay. And then moved down. Well it was Flamingo's first, which is why Flamingo's Bar. And then Flamingo's separated into Exodus. And then Exodus moved down to the Pan Yard by St. John, right? Yes. So my family is (laughs) Exodus through and Exodus and Flamingos, but Exodus now through and through. For me growing up and listening to Pan, it was noise.
4: Yes. It was it was
1: but you know when I started to appreciate Pan, where now I can listen to Pan Mm -hmm. because I know the songs they're playing. Right. So when I never knew the songs oh. that they were playing, it was just, and it was oh. Kaiso or what, whatever they were arranging before, and I never right. knew what the songs were. Mm-hmm. It was just noise because I had no idea what I was listening okay, to. I, I had understand. no idea. If they, is this sound good? Is this, is this, supposed, to, <laughs> is this supposed to sound, are, are they playing the right? Like, I don't right, know. Right. But now that they're playing a lot of the songs that you actually know, where it's more, it, it's called, it could be a soca song, mm-hmm. or you have more artists that are creating songs particu- particularly... I have context now, right? So now I could hear engine room or o- o- correct? Tungy.
4: And um, the Nutrigen Silver Stars is playing his song.
1: So now when I'm listening to it, I know how the song is Yes.
4: So, so now no. I have some okay, context, okay, and I'm like, okay, okay, now this is a vibe.
1: This is uh this is a
4: vibe. don't understand. I said no, not on the air.
1: I don't have to deal with in the air. You know how much when we used to come on vacation. My mom used to drive me back down to Exodus, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's her thing. And I used to be like, oh God, mommy, leave me up the road, please. No. I'm gonna meet you up the road, yeah. please. But now it's a vibe. I've always vibe.
4: I've always liked it. And I think um I got to send love going out to my Uncle Glenn. My Uncle Glenn went and and this is something for me, this is tradition. <laughs> I played Kitty's Carnival always. I've been playing that since I was two years old. People I love mamas, true and true. And um for, of course carnival Monday and Tuesday is not for the little children, right? Yeah. So the family would come down, we'd always gather by Adam Smith Square, yeah. one of the judging points. And the family would always come down. I'm speaking about when my grandmother was alive. So it was it was nice that um the cousins, so my Uncle Glenn, he has two two children. And it was nice that he allowed us to follow the pan bands. Mm. Not necessarily the carnival bands, the big bands or the the the, the key yeah. days, But when pan passed across or right. when pan and powder passed across, those right. were the bands that we were allowed to go and chip behind, right. you know. So it would be my uncle, my aunt, and my cousins. But it would be Pan. Unless m- my parents, who were playing mass, they came. And we'd still take a little jump with them. But it wouldn't be too far. Right. But for Pan, we would start at Adam Smith Square. And we might reach all the way down my La Perouse Right. With the Pan band and come back Because right. he loved Pan so much. And I, be- I believe because I was exposed to it like that at a young age, nine, eight. It just It, it just was part of something for me. Yeah. Internally. And internally... If I, if, the, if carnival season comes and I do not hit pan semis or if I don't make it to pan finals, carnival Saturday yeah. or make it to a pan yeah, during the season, I feel very disappointed in myself because mm. I feel like this is my culture. This is a tradition. People sacrifice time, energy. At one point, lives were sacrificed to make this carnival thing come true. So how dare I not appreciate it? And yeah. that's for me, bottom line is... Is from where I am. Yeah. It's running in my blood. Is my people make this thing. How I could be ungrateful? and not go and support it. So for me, it's a big, a big deal. Yeah. You know. So everything about the culture, not just the pan, camboule reenactments. I hope you go, mm. a nation. I hope you go carnival Friday morning, 4 a.m. behind the bridge, um, at the judging point. Very safe. Don't worry. I know a lot of people behind the bridge. Shima, calm down.
3: The ministers.
4: Everybody's be there. It's be a lovely time. And the best part for me is that you get to know why we have a baby doll, why we have mud, why we have the damn Lorraine. Yeah. Why do we have these aspects and these traditional elements of carnival? A lot of people are very confused, especially the young ones. Uh, I I met a man uh, 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 this week and he's telling me that carnival encourages orgies. And carnival is when women disrespect their husbands and gyrate on private parts. And I said, sir... I've been playing carnival since I was two years old. I've never had an orgy. This is news <laughs> to me. You know, I, I don't even understand your context. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, for me, it, it goes way, way, way past this... What it is now has become, which is a street parade. This is a living ritual to me. This is something that means plenty to me. Because I, I wish more people understood the why it is so, is so important. It's not just a, a
1: party. It's because that's how it's packaged Mm -hmm. so like again like i came to trinidad at 28 all of my life carnival was just a street party that's all we were that's all we're ever sold outside ain't there ain't no nothing about the history of carnival it's we know trinidad as the party island of the world right and that is what is being sold Mm -hmm. to everybody so there's no context of why carnival happens. Nobody's pushing uh, the history of carnival, and I think for carnival to to be for the history of carnival to live on, we know that the generation is very differently is very different, and they're into different things, and how they consume content is very differently. Like they might not sit in a, they might not go to the Cambly rides, but if it's packaged in a production.
4: Well, In a way, thing.
1: we need to figure out how do we reinvent so How that, do we? I don't want to say reinvent the so history, that's but that's the
4: battle there because the older ones don't want to let it go. They don't want to. Then it's let gonna go die. The, ro- the reins that they have on it, and and they don't want to move it. And then it dies, right? So if it if it well, I, hopefully it doesn't die. But if if they don't find a way to make it better for tourists or the rest of the country to attend, we are going to have a problem because, number one, the facility is too small to even accommodate people in the area. Furthermore, any tourists or visitors that want to actually see the Kambouli reenactments, I sit on the pavement most of the time to, to watch the Kambouli, right? That's because I'm, I'm into my thing, right? But if they would take it, like we've been begging, and put it at the Queen's Park Savannah, where there is vendors, where there are bathroom facilities, where you can park your car easily, where you feel comfortable, where there are lights, where the speaker system and sound system work impeccably, then there is a, a, a complete package to sell. But as I said, it's it, the the younger ones have no problem with this. The older ones think that no, this is part of where the last riot happened. This is part this 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 where we stand in this soil. And it have, doesn't evolve. It doesn't this, grow. Yeah, this soil have something in it. We have to do it here. And if they would only just open their minds a little bit, then we can have it on a bigger stage. We can have the mics that are not going to short when they go out of range. We can have proper facilities to house the VIP guests. We could have proper facilities. I do have the ceremony Road. When I want to use the bathroom, I could just walk downstairs. Yeah. You know, we have the facilities, but it's unfortunate that the ones that are in charge are watching it like something is going to be taken away. When the only thing that could be done, it will add. it will add to the value of it. Because you know what's going to happen, eh? So I want to be some lovely producer, and I say this, and I hope that... I hope you're relevant people listening. Mm-hmm. But Oli well, will wait until this thing reach Broadway, and Oli will see Oli thing on Broadway, <laughs> yeah. call the Kambule with a, C, with a K and yeah. not a C, the Kambule re and then Oli will get vexed. Vex. Because Oli will see it in Broadway, it and will then win then our vex. award because it is excellent. It is the production is excellent. The story behind it is magnificent. So y'all will wait till it's hit on Broadway. From some foreign are going on coming up. Take withing, make and, some nice costume and go up the road. And
1: it will happen. Like I was having this conversation just yesterday and I was like, yo, until I'm like, it's going to. At some point, Campbell will turn into a Broadway production yes. and then people are gonna are and gonna." And then
4: they're gonna see, oh my god, that's that why Carnival good. That's how Trini Carnival different. Ways I never know that.
1: Oh, they will wait. They will wait, and then they we don't. Wait. We don't even. And then when it happens, we don't even react in a way that makes sense. We don't sense. even get vexed. We get vexed, and we blow things out of proportion. Because look, I think we've missed some golden, some like amazing opportunities over the years. Mm-hmm. Look at the situation with Michael B. Jordan
4: and the uh, and the rum. The, was it, but he would try to call it again. Juvé. Juvé. He tried to call Jouvet it Juvé rum. Right. Well, I didn't have a problem with that. I don't know what the trade is, and I'm kicking kick up the cell phone. I see the, the guy, he lined with Black Panther, man. All oh, in didn't understand the connection. Michael was liming with Winston. <laughs> right? Winston from Tobago. Winston probably plug it in and, and, you know, you have to understand that that's, that is the connection that we would have had you, people. You, and rather than you celebrate it, because yes. you, in Trinidad, who like Juve, who's played Juve all the time, never decide to go and name nothing Juve. You can't get vexed. And somebody yeah. outside, name it Juve. Because the governments and the bodies that are, they didn't say, hey, Juve too important. You can't just name a rum after our festival. Cultural
1: appropriation. Our right? Juve is not a rum, it's a festival, it's yeah. a this, it's a that. But
4: the government never do nothing. So we can Bef- take it and run with it.
1: Before you say... I could understand, okay, a little bit of outrage. You know, Juve is not that, right? But before... A productive conversation happens, right? Before you say, "Hey, Michael B," because you end up changing it, right? So, opportunity out, out the window. I
4: think the whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he okay. he he backed it of everything. Yeah. he described it right, yeah. but before I think he renamed it. Yeah, I well, believe he renamed it, yeah. but it's no longer. It's but before it's not Juve. It's not Juve. So, before you say, "Hey, you know what? Juve is more than this, and there's an opportunity here mm-hmm. to." Have your rum be a part of what Juve is in a very big way. But let's bridge that gap. Let's tell some stories. Let's do something more than just rum. Where it makes sense to promote the culture mm-hmm. and you still have a place with the rum. Like we just never had no we just never had no I proper I didn't conversation that pushes what we're trying we just we it. just blew up. He didn't
4: we, talk to Angus the I yeah. didn't get it because even if you heard, even if you had linked with our local rum company, you know, I think we might have supported it a lot better if we heard Angostura was launching the Michael B. Jordan um, Juve rum. I think we might have even supported that approach a lot better than just this foreigner come to name his rum. Juve. Well, if
1: if I mean, and I mean, it, it all depends on how it happens. Like if 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 Angostura came up with the idea and and decided to reach out to Michael B. Jordan cool i'm thinking michael b jordan has access to every resource in the world Mm -hmm. he's probably thinking you know let me get caribbean people around me or let me get a caribbean flavor but we have access to you know a different type of rum over here that we can create you know Mm. i don't know i i don't know my only my only issue is we just did not have any productive conversation it was just let's get let's go viral uh, by let's bashing guess, yeah. let's tear him down let's do the most and then we there, there nothing
4: nothing happens because uh another celebrity would just watch out and say you know what damn trini people like too make much sense. back and all Doesn't i ain't but i know sense. that you know? and it
1: was and there was there was like a couple other things and when that we happened supposed to
4: make the big uproar we're not because when they took the pan and they decided here what i here's how i feel about pan i feel like no other country in the world should Mm -hmm. have been able to make the national instrument Mm. and i also feel if our national instrument is to be made anywhere else our coat of arms or our national flag a national emblem needs to be part of the pan you can't just have this pan all willy nilly out there it needs to be stamped and approved made in trinidad it needs to be you know, for and, me, that's how I felt and about it. The, and
1: the problem is, and the problem is, and, and this is, you know, this is something that Carla Paris is always talking about, right? When, like, we create a lot of things, but we don't understand the business of the things that we create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is for the right business person to see the opportunity and go That's with it. it. And yeah. then there's no recourse.
4: Exactly. You
1: just got to hope because Michael B. Jordan didn't have to no. change it. He just didn't want any drama. He just didn't want a drama associate. with it. Was, it was pointless, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is is that he had all the business in order. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he decided to make the change on his own. I think it was on the big uproar um, with the electronic pants. Yeah. The digital pants.
4: But, um, isn't it like they are part Trini or something like that? They're Trinis living outside or something? I think that's why we ease them off or something like that. But
1: but why even have an opera about that?
4: Well, for me, I, I, I don't know, it goes back to one... I, I think it needs to be stamped first. I think it needs to be stamped by Trinidad. I think it needs to be well recognized that at even if we're going to... Mm be producing this out there it just needs to still have Trinidad and Tobago on it, it but uh, until
1: Trinidad and Tobago understands the business of whatever they're whatever they're involved in it,
4: yeah, it is, people it are is, just gonna it is very sad you know Carla Paris Prime Minister of Tourism please yeah
1: please. yeah I mean she she definitely needs to be in the in the in the uh, in the attorney general's office yes, or something, something in the something
4: because it's, it's it to me it's quite ridiculous you know and what what's next what are we gonna lose next I mean if we think about it on a bigger scale how much of the pitch lake do we own again did we, did we not lease out <laughs> some of it for like Do <laughs> so we not have the worst roads in the Caribbean? We
1: we, we don't oh. understand the business of what it is that we are doing.
4: We, we still own the Carnegie Swamp. I just asking, I don't know. I don't know if you sell it to Venezuela I don't know if it does make some deals and they don't even tell the people. So as I was saying, even what we, we, we get upset for, you know, um it's is as comicals at times to me because the pitch lake, there are two pitch lakes in the entire world. Yeah. We happen to have one of them,
3: yeah.
4: And we lease it out. We lease it uh, before we we lease it out to you know for, for enough money. I I ain't seeing the money from that lease you no. no, I ain't see the money for that lease.
1: We we no. So
4: I um those things bother me. Those things really do bother me. And with the platform and stuff, um, okay okay yes so with the platform and stuff I, I feel like we can do more and um, I really hope that I really hope that the relevant people are listening and I really hope that hey hey there are people like me there are people like Karen we're passionate about our country we're passionate about our culture don't be selling out our stuff don't be giving it away for free you know we can't get back the fact that there is now an electric pan on the market, we can never get that back, you know? And, and it's a, such a pity, Ministry of Education, sorry to put it like that, such a pity that children are still learning to play the recorder in school. Y'all are <laughs> like telling me that the recorder is cheaper to buy, it's easier for the kids to carry. Put some pans in the music rooms and let them learn to play pan. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that it's our national instrument but the first instrument that most people in Trinidad and Tobago have learned to play is the recorder.
1: That That's is, sad. That recorder hurts my head every <laughs> single time.
4: I, I didn't every like it at all. Every
1: single time. Listen to me. The two most pointless things I've ever seen happening in school is one, the recorder, and two, learning how to cook tiramisu. Okay. <laughs> I that's, do that's, love tiramisu. Listen to I me. Listen to me. It, 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 growing up high school in Toronto, that was it, man. You learn to play the recorder. You go to home economics class. to The first thing you learn how to cook is terramasu. I'm like, Jesus uh, Before we learn how to cook some, uh, before we learn, learn how to make some bread.
4: Yeah. That's going to take you a lot further than tiramisu, unless you plan to just sell tiramisu for the rest of your life. Oh, I, mean,
1: I didn't even want to hear the word tiramisu. <laughs> but
4: I feel like I feel bad because I don't know how to make that.
1: Uh, that seems like a
4: complicated cake though.
1: Well, really complicated. Sponge cake and call it a day. Betty Crocker for the win.
4: Of course. <laughs> well, it's Auntie Betty, yeah, my aunt. You know, Auntie yeah, Betty right. and
1: Uncle Duncan Hines.
4: Yeah, and that's my Uncle, family. And
1: Uncle Duncan Hines, man, I am excited for next week. Next yeah. week. So when tell me
4: when do you leave.
1: I well, as the show has been going on, we we've been the flights are being booked. Like they they had to change my flight while the show has been going on so i've been between that but i leave out on monday um as of right now my flight is set i'm gonna be flying out to the bahamas but i do a half-day layover in turks and caicos nice. so i am extremely excited about that
4: how oh, lovely when i landed in... carol no
1: thank you thank you this is my second time going out to the bahamas i was beautiful. there last year for a conference last year mm-hmm. and did a good job so they booked me again to come out and basically over the next couple of days we're going to be doing a workshop about internet safety um, amongst high schools uh, high high school children right again ministry
4: of education (laughs) again let's go back here ministry of education people are seeking out your your country's talent your country's ability other countries are seeking it out he is sitting right Here. (laughs) He is sitting right here. You know what I mean? We are all concerned about the children, the children on the phone. We have somebody that can teach internet security and safety right here. And y'all have not (laughs) called to come into the school and teach the teachers and teach the children.
1: I'm trying not to get it. it's, Listen, it, listen, piece by piece because there have been there has been, you know, two of our universities that I'm in conversations with and we're starting to speak a lot of digital things. Um so things are things are happening. I mean, oh, more can always be done, but mm-hmm. um there we're going to be talking internet safety and also uh, digital careers, digital careers, you know, what types of new skills can people learn, where can they learn them? Um, What types of jobs can they create with these digital skills? And when you're thinking about the Bahamas, the tourism industry is, you know, it's 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 Um, one of the best in the entire Caribbean. And, you know, the businesses themselves, because they don't understand digital, they're now trying to learn and Hmm. they want to get their kids thinking about digital careers, helping the businesses. When 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 I went there the first time. Um, It just so happened like like four or five planes landed at the same time as me and there was there was maybe two to three hundred people in the airport right and this is the first time I was like I want to eavesdrop on conversation so Mm -hmm. I actually turned my headphones off it was a lot of non-colored folk I was around right that landed at the same time everybody's there on vacation so I'm just listening to the conversations everybody's talking about hey Um, I want to go parasailing. I want to go scuba diving. I want to check out the cuisine in in, in, in the Bahamas. And the first thing everybody did was every single time they spoke about what they wanted to do, they they whipped out their phone and they Googled Hmm. it. And whoever showed up was who was getting the call. Now, when I was at that conference, I was teaching the workshop I did at that particular conference was how to become Googleable? Helping the businesses become Googleable, mm-hmm. and everybody, all the business owners that were in the stadium, for the most part, none of them are Googleable. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm here thinking, I'm like, I'm in the airport, and everybody's googling trying to find businesses, yeah. and then we go to do the workshop, and everybody's talking about, well, I don't have a website, and you know, I'm not on Google, and it's just well, um, you know, ho- you know, it's hopefully somebody at the hotel recommends. Website. Word of mouth recommends our restaurants, whatever. But then, luckily enough, you have some tourists that are like, yo, they just, they're just they just so happy to be in the Caribbean that they're just willing to just leave the resort and just go explore. And that's how a lot of the businesses get found. Mm. Just because the tourists themselves are like, forget the phone, let me just go and walk. Right, but okay. that's not necessarily sustainable. What you want. And it probably won't happen in Trinidad.
4: And you, I mean, if. It's highest crime rate in the world. I
1: mean, you know. You it, know, honestly,
4: you know, I just watch it. I don't... All I should laugh at this because I just... I just I just find it funny. Yeah. But I watch... I just watch the tourists that come in here. Especially if you come in here for the first time. I watch it funny, you know. I have to watch it funny because we are the sixth highest crime rate in the world. Be proud of it. Y'all earned it. Yeah, you earned that. So be proud of it. But I got to watch the tourists that flying in a little funny because you're risky. You are risky tourists. Risky, Listen. risky tourists there because... Yo, I don't know if I mm-hmm. am gonna pick up myself and fly to the fifth highest crime rate in the world. I don't know if I'm gonna book a vacation and say, I'm going. I don't know. You understand? I gotta be cautious. Now my mom's from Venezuela. Yeah. Their crime rate is high as well. But I family. Yeah. the second home that right there. I yeah. understand that. I not know no tourists when it comes to that. Yeah. But if you telling me you coming from from Sweden. In 2023, no coming to out Trinidad for the first time, highest crime rate. I don't watch you. I don't watch you slight. Because you don't know you're brave enough to handle I, this. Something up, something fishy. What are you doing? You coming to do crime too? What going on? I, I don't think, watch
1: you. I think the mindset is always, when we, when we fly into the Caribbean, it's that we're sold a vision, mm-hmm. right? People have to realize that the reason we come to the Caribbean is we are sold a vision, right? And that vision is coconut trees, cocoa butter, beach. the beach, mm-hmm. the food, the Wrong ambience. Bunch. We're not being sold the reality. We are being sold a, a, a vision of, of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. right? So when you come here, you're not thinking about this could happen to me, mm-hmm. right? When we are thinking about New York, when we're thinking about Toronto, we see all the crime. and We, we see it because yeah. uh, every single day we're flooded with that vision of New York, right? Gotham City, Batman, like that's what we see in all the movies. Mm-hmm. But when you hear about the Caribbean, it's always that peaceful, slow, everybody, everything is airy. everything is iry, yeah. everything good, yeah. right? That's what we're sold. so, when we touch down, ain't nobody thinking about that because that's not what we are sold coming here. Mm-hmm. We're sold the the, the the vision of it.
4: Yeah, you sold that, but you're also warned. We've also made uh, quite a number of lists um, for lately, we've made quite a number of lists as in um, traveling warnings and bans to come to our country. We've made a couple lists. Yeah, so mean, that's why I say, I watching them too, so you're uh, brave. And, peop- and people are you're naive I too, like you. right?
1: People are, people are naive too. People feel like, you know what, if I mind my business you know, I'll be good. Like, mm. ain't nobody looking to study me. I, 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 I'll just mind my business and that's that. And that's, and that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could be doing so much more. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago has so much to offer. And I don't even feel like, I think one of the things that bothers me, especially the deeper I get into digital strategy, marketing and, econ- and all that stuff, I feel like we're not even doing enough to push and package Correct. Trinidad the way that it needs to be it's packaged. It's horrible.
4: The, the day I was in town watching an ad about Barbados. How to did Barbados, you feel? How did you feel when you watched I that? I felt like, wow, even if we did um, a quarter of this, even if the Ministry of Tourism did a quarter of what they do to sell Barbados or to sell Turks and Caicos or to sell Curaçao, we would we would be so much better. We, we
1: only, and this and this to me works against us. In Trinidad, the only thing we're trying to package is carnival. Right? The and minister. There's so
3: much more. There's
1: so much more. Like, heck, the minister and, and even, and even Faris, when he was in AG's office, when they were talking about the, the, uh, the mother of all carnivals, they were tr- the, the, the conversation was, we need to figure out how to make fets all year round. Yeah, but they didn't and even market like, this
4: mother of all carnivals very well. No, they, they didn't.
1: Because they, they don't know how to market it. Right, but when, <laughs> you, when you say your mother,
4: but, you're marketing something, you've got to market it with the, the, the carnival parties, accommodation, a flight, you're going to book in food as well, a little tourist thing for them to go on and watch the the and something. That to me is a package that I, an all-inclusive, you understand? Yeah. So I don't have to think of, oh, but I wanted to do that cultural thing and I can't. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think when we sell, or when we sell Trinidad and Tobago, because we shouldn't just be selling to an carnival. Yeah. Carnival is our highest point where we should be making the most bang for the buck. But we have festivals throughout the year. We have and, amazing and festivals not, in both countries, in both islands.
1: whatever gets pushed. No. Is only ever... Carnival. Car- and, the, and, they and they don't, the don't part even do it properly. Carnival, and, and the part of Carnival that gets sold is the street party, Street parade. That's so it.
4: they don't include the traditional characters. They don't include kiddies. They don't include what we, the Kambule, they need to come and, uh, and get a piece of the Kambule anything. I mean, to me, more can be done. And I am not one to sit and bump my gum. So I trying to make these things in my, in, at least in my lifetime. At least yeah. why I am here and I can do something to make the difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we can't on let
1: it just waste away. No, we can't. we can't. We we all have to. We all have to pitch in. And again, there's, there's, there's so much that can be done.
4: Can you imagine when the new ratings come in if we make the top three for the highest crime rates in the world? Can you imagine?
1: I can can imagine it. it. It's I think this is the I think this is the, probably the only year paid attention to murders yeah and it's because this is within the last six oh to eight God, months call call someone's calling it caller yeah. oh. call my
4: call call back but we have to leave
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't take it. Have to leave now yeah yeah really but you know but away. yeah we're, we're you know davy murray davy is coming up next inside All the overdrive right.
4: Talk Talk yeah. is
1: streaming at freedom 106.5.com